It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Listen to the Raising Golfers podcast. I'm your host, Travis Hauser, PJ professional, living here in Carlsbad, California. I'm so happy this week we're adding in this episode because I've got a few thoughts that I'd like to share with you all. And uh, it's also U.S. Open week, and I have the pleasure of going to the U.S. Open, which will be this Sunday, the final round. And for you listeners, that was yesterday. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm super excited to go out there. Uh, it's going to be my Father's Day gift for my family. And um, I just can't wait to go and, and, and be on the golf course at Torrey Pines. Last time I was there was in 2008 at the U.S. Open when Tiger Woods beat Rocco Media in the Monday playoff. And I had, and I was fortunate enough to get a ticket to go to that Monday playoff. Oh, man, we'll talk about fantastic finish there. That was amazing. So now if you're listening to this, I would recommend you go back and also listen to some of the past few weeks episodes. We had some fantastic interviews with guests Tim Kramer, Nicole Weller, and Dr. Beth Brown. And there was kind of a trend that we were talking about a lot of similar things, but there was a lot of just differences that they all shared. So many good things. Go back, take some notes. Also check out the RaisingGolfers.com website. And on our website, I've also got the wisdom that they shared in each episode. Go back, check it out, listen to it, because it's going to kind of tie into what I'm going to sum up today which is what I'd like you all to do and have your junior golfers do, and that is play more golf and have fun. Before we get started, though, if you haven't already, go follow the podcast's Instagram and Facebook pages. Also, if you could kindly subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and give this podcast a review, it'll certainly help share the message with the rest of people in the world who would like to benefit from the information that you get from this podcast. So thank you very much if you've already done it. And also, if you if you haven't already, share it with a friend. Somebody you think that would benefit from listening from this podcast that would get a lot of information to take away to help their junior golfers out, whether it is a parent or a coach or a player. Tim Kramer, who was on last week's podcast episode, he had a really good kind of sum up of fun in itself. And he said, fun and play get a bad rap sometimes. And I would say that I kind of, I would agree. And I had, I, I feel like when I look back at my career in coaching golf, four years I was out in Shanghai, China. I love the experience. We had a lot of fun out there, but there were times that I do believe that fun and play also got a bad rap. And I did feel a little bit of pressure to kind of coach these junior golfers a little bit too professionally, not allow them to have as much play time and fun time that I think that they should have had. And uh, towards the end, we really incorporated it at our golf academy, but I kind of wish I would have implemented even more, and I wish I knew what I know now then. Of course, we could probably all say that about a lot of things in life. So what I would say is, first off, I'd like to talk a little bit about the power of play. So there's a lot of different benefits that I'm going to cover from the power of play, and, and the reason I'm doing this episode is for you listeners, whether you are a parent and you're concerned about the progression of your junior golfer through the game of golf, Maybe you feel like a junior golfer isn't improving, or maybe you feel like the coaching that they're getting just isn't enough for them to take their game to the next level. 
then I think this will be a kind of a good episode for you to have some realizations about the process, but also just how important play and fun really is. And if you're a coach listening, this episode's going to be great too, because this is something I personally struggle with sometimes with my own thoughts about how to balance a golf lesson or how to balance a group golf lesson. And a lot of times I have to think back to, you know, what is the goal of this lesson or what is the goal of this session? And I think when I think about the goals of every single class, I think number one is I want to make it a positive experience for the children. And then I say there's there's things that fall under that experience. And one of them would be play. One of them would be definitely to have fun. One of them would be, of course, safety. And then, of course, I want them also to walk away and they should learn something. Now, sometimes they'll learn something directly from me or they might learn something from what the environment provides. And that can be play or that can be fun. So some of the cognitive benefits that children can take away from play would be that sometimes, you know, when when they're just out there playing, maybe it's they're playing games or activities, is they learn how things fit together and they might be able to start to connect the dots with maybe distance control and putting or connect the dots with why and chipping the ball has to pop up in the air, land gently on the green and then roll to a target. And sometimes they may not be able to connect those dots until they actually start playing games. I mentioned this I believe on last week's episode, but I did have a parent when we were doing our nine hole event for our Operation 36 program, he came to me and he said, you know, my son's, he's got two of them, my son's putting have both improved on the golf course. And he said, now I can see why you guys do so many games and activities because they can relate to that. And when they're at the, when they're at home practicing, they talk about these games and that's kind of, I feel like it's kind of connected those dots for them. So I thought that was really cool to hear. I think it also allows them to use some of their senses as well. So in the toddler classes or the preschool classes that I teach, you know, we try to use as many of the senses as possible. So, you know, we do do a lot of things with touch and feel and smell and listening and hearing. And I think if we can kind of tie some of that in or with the games that we are providing for the children, it may allow the children to be able to use more of those senses. And I think that ties into some of their learning process along the way. And then I think the last thing just with some of the cognitive benefits would be the creativity that comes out of play. And, you know, a lot of times, Neil Plimmer, he talked about this many times as you've kind of got task-based learning, and you also have games-based learning. And if you think about task-based learning, they're, of course, still playing while they're doing this, but you give them a task and you say, okay, get the ball from here into this big circle. Now, two different children might figure out how to do that in two different ways, and they might be creative in figuring out how to do that. You could also give them an obstacle where it's, okay, you got to get the ball to go under the tree and then into this big hoop behind the tree. So one children might grab a seven iron, the other might grab a sand wedge, and they both might figure out how to do it, but they're going to be creative in their own way of doing that. And I just love that about play and how that can kind of bring that creativity out of children and how much they can learn from that. There's a lot of physical benefits as well. I would say it really supports their motor skills and such as even things like energy and stamina, flexibility, and just even just general body awareness when they're out there playing. And with games, I think it's it's great to keep the environment very active. So sometimes even if you just add in little elements where they actually have to, instead of just standing in one place, hitting golf balls in the driving range, making them move back and forth or, you know, if they score a point, then they have to go over to the scoreboard and write a point on the scoreboard. 
those kinds of things I think are huge. And I would also say just generally from a coordination standpoint, I think that play just brings so much out of children. And it's interesting because when I talk to even adults, not just junior golfers, I ask what their past sports experience was. So whether they played previous sports or what they did. And for me personally, if somebody tells me they pretty much played everything growing up, I can almost right away tell that they're going to be probably better off starting out in the game of golf. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to be a better golfer, but I think what it means is that they've already had previous play and learning experiences that when I then coach them or give examples of how to get the ball into the air, whether it's a chip or a pitch, I think they're going to be able to kind of connect some of those dots a little bit faster than maybe somebody else. So play really brings out a lot of physical benefits, and I think it's just so important for children to play not just golf, I think they should play every sport. But even just speaking golf, I think within our golf sessions, they should be out there playing, they should be out there having fun. And again, there's just a lot of physical benefits. Now a lot of social benefits as well from play. So it really helps with children and it helps them interact with others. Now I had an episode back last year, it was the power of the environment and community. And I think From the social standpoint, I prefer that children learn in groups. And I think, again, the power of that community and that environment can actually teach children so many things beyond the words that are actually coming out of my mouth as the the golf coach. And I think just that social interaction for them in play is huge. And during these social interactions and during the play, there's a lot of games. So sometimes there's rules and they learn rules through play. And with the games, maybe it is structured where there is a rule that an adult has given, or maybe sometimes the children can create their own rules within some of the games. And again, that creativity starts to come back out. And they can do this all in a one hour golf session. And man, I'll tell you what, when you give them the opportunity to create and you give them an opportunity to kind of set their own boundaries, that generally seems to be the times when you ask them, hey, what was the most interesting thing you did today? Or what was the most fun you had? And usually the children will say the thing that they created was the best thing. And just think about that for a moment. If we can give children enough opportunities to be able to create on their own and do this with their peers in a social environment, in a community they feel safe in, I'll tell you what, they're going to have a lot of confidence and continue to thrive. With play and games, they learn teamwork. That's a life skill camaraderie, another life skill, and just general friendships. Some of my closest friends today are the guys that I grew up playing golf with as a child. Now, of course, I'm a little bit different. You know I love the game of golf. It's my passion. It's my profession. It's what I'm trying to administer to my students and my own family to get them into the game of golf and love it for a lifetime. But here we are. Unfortunately, I'm getting old. But let's look back here. 25 years later, my closest friends are those guys that I was growing up playing golf with. So there's a lot of great social benefits. And I'll tell you what, when we were kids, I just remember golf being so much fun. And all we did was play golf. And whether that was on the practice range or on the golf course together, that's all we did. And I don't have a single negative memory growing up playing the game of golf. And I think it's just because I was playing, I was playing, I was playing, I was having a ton of fun. Now, there's also a lot of emotional benefits, and this is something that kind of ties in with 
what some of the previous guests on the podcast have talked about, from Tim Kramer to Dr. Beth Brown and Nicole Weller. And I think the emotional side of golf is overlooked a lot of times because we talk about the mental game, but I think it's the emotional part of it is just, for whatever reason, it's something we don't think about very often. So for a child, though, let's just say we're playing a game. Well, when a child loses a game, they're going to start learning the process of sadness, anger, and grief. And they also might learn how to then overcome those emotions or how to control those emotions a little bit better. And then over time, that's going to help them not only just on the golf course, but I think just generally in life. And I think play brings a lot of that out. And I can tell you what, I've been playing from the day I was born. I still like to play a lot. And for me, I do remember as a child, obviously not enjoying losing. I still don't enjoy losing, but I can tell you what, I take it so well now compared to even when I did as a young child. And I think it's just because play groomed me and my emotions to be able to understand and control those things of sadness, anger, and grief. And now when I play, I understand that there's going to be a winner. There's going to be a loser. And if I give it my all, I put in full effort, then I did the best I could. And that's what we should be praising with junior golfers as well. Interestingly enough, I shared this example with Tim Kramer on the last podcast about emotions and my three and a half year old son, he had a situation where he got a little bit upset and I I can't remember what it was, but he was a little upset about something. And then he said he wanted to go to the driving range. And when he went to the driving range, normally my son, he can at least hit the ball or make contact with the ball flies in the air. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, but after he had this little emotional situation, it completely changed his physical performance and he wasn't able to even strike the ball for the first five or six swings. Then he got it and then it took him again another five or six swings to hit the second ball. So it's interesting. I think that's part of the learning process. And of course, my son's going to go through a lot of those experiences, but the more of those he can experience through play, I think it'll groom him more and more down the road and he'll learn how to control those emotions even better and be able to work through them. So then as far as preparation goes. Now, I believe golf shouldn't have an end result of anything more than being able to play the game for the rest of your life. However, if a junior golfer decides to take a path where they want to start to compete, where they want to start playing in tournaments, where they want to start taking their game to the next level, then I would say that play again simulates a lot of really good realistic environments to what a tournament or competition provides as well. So pressure would be one of them. Yesterday, I had a group of children. It was a camp that came out to the golf course. We were playing this game. It's called Goldmine. And there was one gold nugget left, and it was a three-foot putt. And all 10 of the junior golfers were standing there. They were watching this boy. He said he was nervous. He's played a lot of sports. He couldn't believe the pressure was on him. And he had to control himself. And guess what? He made the putt and he was ecstatic afterwards. And so is his teammate that he made the putt. But I'm going to guess that that junior golfer, he's been through a lot of those experiences just through other sports that he's played. But that same pressure he felt in the game yesterday would be very similar to what he's going to feel, let's just say, in a tournament when he has to make a three foot putt to win the tournament or has to make a three foot putt to qualify. So play really provides realistic feelings, whether it's physical or emotional. 
I really think it simulates real life situations that can also translate to what real golf course situations these children will go through. So really believe there's so many benefits from play. And all of those things I just spoke about were things that happen kind of off the golf course. So now let's talk about play on the golf course, because this episode is about play more golf and have fun. So I also want the play more golf part to be part of this episode as well. So for me, I think a big eye-opener was after I talked to Lynn and Pia from Vision 54, and I've got their book, I'm looking at it right now, Be a Player. It really was an eye-opener for me with my coaching and just my mental thought processes for my own children as a father about how important it is for us to be athletes and be a player for golf on the golf course not so much for just being a golf hitter on the driving range. So if I look back on my youth and I look back at what I did growing up in the game of golf, all I did was I played a ton of golf. And when I was growing up, it might date it might date me a little bit, but golf lessons weren't those things that you really do weekly. It was one of those things you might take one or two a year growing up, and that was kind of what I did. But the majority of my learning happened on the golf course or on the practice range playing with my friends. And now when I look back on that, I think, you know, how did I get so good at golf from just not really having much instruction, but really just playing a lot of golf on the golf course? And it's, you know, the golf course provides learning environments every single day. Every time I go on the golf course, there's something new I learn. There's some new situation to learn. And it could be from a good result. It could be from a bad result. But There's just so much you can take away from being on the golf course. I took two new students on the golf course yesterday. They'd never been on the golf course before. And they hit a shot on the first shot and they hit it into the next fairway on the left. Now between the two fairways was a bunch of trees. So I said, what club would you use to get this ball to go to the hole? You know, it's probably about 30, 40 yards away. And they said, well, my sand wedge. And I said, okay, so I let them hit their sand wedge and guess what happened? They hit it straight into the tree. So then we talked about the loft on the club face. And I said, well, you know, what other club do you think maybe we could use? And I said, well, maybe I could use like a seven iron, but I'm not supposed to use a seven iron because the seven iron goes too far. I said, yeah, but we'll go lower. And they said, yeah. And I said, well, is there anything you could do with maybe the power of the swing to make it so it doesn't go so far? And they said, well, maybe I can do like a chip swing. And I said, okay, let's try that. Hit the shot, went perfectly under the trees, back out into the fairway just in front of the green. Now there's a learning experience where I probably would never cover that in a golf lesson on the driving range, but the but the golf course and the environment provided that for that student to really go through. And so, you know, that ties in with creativity and so many things that I just love about playing more golf on the golf course and how much you can learn from it. And I think it's just a, a fantastic learning environment for all of us. Now, going back to some of the stuff from Vision 54 from Lynn and Pia, you know, I think when we're out there on the golf course, I don't think we should necessarily be out there just practicing golf swing. I think we have to practice our athleticism and we have to be able to go back and use some of our senses and we have to be able to use our human skills. And I think when it's time to play or they call it the play box, you know, we should have already done the thinking. We should have already had that step taken care of before we even walked in and stood over the ball to hit the golf shot. Because I think if you're listening as an adult, or even as a junior golfer, 
if you serve the ball and you had a checklist in your head before you make the golf swing, think about how well that performance has worked for you. And maybe it worked once, maybe it worked twice, but I guarantee you it's not going to work for the longevity of your game. And I think if we can become more better athletes and if we can figure out how to bring the best out of ourselves on the golf course, then I think what we'll do is we will progress and we'll continue to learn. So just some little things I do when I'm on my on-course lessons is I don't really talk about technical things and I just kind of try to bring as much awareness to the player as possible. So I'll ask them things and say, hey, how's your grip pressure? And maybe they don't know. So we'll do a little grip pressure test and I'll have them hit three or four balls on the golf course and I'll say, okay, grip it tight, grip it normal, grip it light. Okay, which one felt better for your swing? and your body and just made the swing feel more fluid and you can probably guess which one they usually say and it's usually the lighter one so i do a lot of those kinds of things just to bring the awareness out of a player because i think everybody has some good in their golf and their physical performance within them it's just a lot of times we as adults or we as coaches have to help the players find it so go out in the golf course Practice some of those things. Give yourself a little bit more self-awareness of what your th- what your thoughts are, what your emotions are, and you can go back to the driving range so then eventually you can be more proactive about controlling these things as opposed to reactive when you're out on the golf course. And then I would say the last thing is, you know, if you've never played golf before, I would encourage you to get on the golf course. Or if your junior golfer has never played on the golf course, encourage them to get on the golf course and have them start really close to the hole. I'm doing Operation 36 right now, which is a developmental program, which has everybody start just 25 yards away from the hole. And I've had so many golfers that have gone out that have never touched a golf club before go on the golf course day one. And guess what? Humans and children are brilliant. You figure it out really quickly. And it's a fun, safe environment where you don't feel overwhelmed from starting back on the regulation tee boxes and it encourages them to want to come back and play more and more golf out onto the golf course. So get out and play some more golf. There's so many benefits of it. And again, I'm going to leave you all with this. Parents, coaches, players, don't shy away from play. Don't shy away from having fun. This is a game. Golf is a game. And games are supposed to be fun. And you play the game and so just remember that that I think our goals need to be maybe a little bit realigned or maybe your goals or your values just need to have kind of a checkup once in a while to make sure that what you're saying what you're doing lines up with those values and those goals and again for me I think golf again should be something that we strive to do for the rest of our lives and be able to play it and enjoy it for the rest of our lives so if we can have fun now will have fun for the longevity of the game and that'll keep your junior golfer in the sport with you for a lifetime thank you so much everybody for listening to this episode i hope you got a few things to take away from my thoughts about play and fun and again i'm just i'm doing this episode because after having the last three episodes in the podcast it really made me realize and then rethink a lot of things that i do with my own coaching and just my own thoughts as a father so I wanted to share those with you, and I think I, I and I hope that they benefit you as well. Have a fantastic week, and look forward to having you guys here back on the podcast next week. Thank you so much.